It's time for Sports Central on Talk Radio 96.7. Let's head into the studios with Mark and Jenna this evening. Yes, thank you so much, Johnny and Jenna. Kind of a strange Thursday night here in the studio. We're missing somebody. Yeah, we are. We're missing, you know, our, our one of our main voices, Ryan Buckley. Maybe maybe the voice of the show. It, it possibly could be. When people hear his voice, they go, wow, are you the host of Sports Central? And he goes, yes. Yeah. Yes, I, I am. am. Yes, oh, I am. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Did, We're did so in sync right now. We don't even need him. Let's 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 see how this goes. Let's see how this goes. <laughs> Before I make that. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So as, as always, plenty to talk about tonight. Uh, talk about some college football, some high school football, um, some pro sports. Mm-hmm. Got a great podcast clip clip from the Polk Experience podcast with Jack and Kevin uh, from our office, and then as always, some local events mm-hmm. around the county. Um, so starting with college football, kind of a crazy weekend. Uh, Jen, if you want to give a quick recap from some scores around the nation from this past weekend. So number 14, Coastal Carolina, lost 30-27 to to Appalachian State. Number two, Cincinnati, outlasted Navy 27-20, to which that was a crazy game, if anyone. I know, and I said that last week. You did. I didn't really, I didn't really believe it, but I had a hunch that these military schools, they always give these top teams a battle because they play a style of football that they're not used to seeing the entire mm-hmm. season. So you see number two, Cincinnati, barely beat Navy 27-20, and then Wake Forest in a shootout with Army 70-56. to <laughs> No pun intended there with a shootout, but <laughs> with Army. Um but just a crazy, crazy weekend for those military schools. Yeah, and especially with the Illinois when they upset number seven, Penn State, twenty to eighteen and nine overtime. Nine overtime. Did you actually did you happen to watch that game? I did not get a chance to watch it. I saw highlights. I heard around the office about an injury that happened to the quarterback for yeah, Illinois. Yeah, so we'll talk about that. Um, I was you know I was kind of watching it here and there, but pretty much it was one of it was dwindling down to one of the final overtimes that they had. And he did a little jump pass right over the defender and like slipped and fell or whatever came down and boom broke his arm. What do you know? What overtime that was in? No, I want to say like six or seven. I could be wow. way off, but it was close to the end because I know when I saw the next quarterback come yeah. in, it was kind of towards the end once they won and you know yeah. all that. But you know to you know push that hard through that game and then break your arm like that. And I mean, it was broken. Great, Even, great win for Illinois. And it was, yeah. I was. Kind of stunned when I saw the score, 20 to 18. You see nine overtimes. You're expecting a score somewhat similar to Wake Forest and Army, mm-hmm. 70-56, but 20 to 18. And for those who don't know, they NCAA football, they recently changed their overtime rules. And I had a hunch they did that because when I saw the score, I was like, surely that can't be right. <laughs> yeah, you're like Some, something's changed, yeah. and I just don't know what it, that but, is. So in past years, they've just started at the 25, and if you score, you know you can kick an extra point or go for two if you want. But then the other team gets the ball, mm-hmm. uh, and they just do that until there's a winner. But this season, they changed it to get limit the number, amount of plays that players play. Uh, so after the first three overtimes, same overtime rules as years prior. But then after that, each team just gets one try for a two-point conversion. Okay. Um, so I guess they didn't succeed on those two-point conversions that led yeah. to the 28-18 score. Mm-hmm. So Penn State missed or, you know, didn't, didn't get didn't, those. Didn't convert. Yes, didn't convert. Yeah. And then Illinois came and boom, they converted. They were like, what no, if you're not going to do it, we're going to do it. On the road, too, yeah. in Happy Valley, in Penn State. So mm-hmm. crazy, crazy upset in the Big Ten. Then we look at number eight, Oklahoma State was upset by Iowa State, 24 21. And I was looking at the games last weekend. I wasn't expecting a whole, I mean, there wasn't too many top five, top 10 battles. Um, but clearly, this season in college football, just crazy. Already Alabama losing. That always seems like yeah. a holiday is happening when they, when they lose. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like it's everyone so, gets happy for so some rare. reason. It's so rare, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, and then Miami, out of nowhere, upsetting number 18, NC State, 30 to, 31 to 30. Miami having a kind of a down year for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've kind of struggled out of the gate, but getting a big win there. And then Wisconsin, upset number 25, Purdue, 30 to 13. I kind of had a feeling that would happen. Purdue with the big upset over Iowa last weekend. Yeah. So maybe kind of coming down off, off that emotional high. Mm-hmm. Um, so Wisconsin, a, a great team year in and year out, uh, taking the better of Purdue there. Uh, and then, so what's happening this week? So we have plenty of top 25 action this week. So we're going to start out with number six. Michigan is taking on rival number eight, uh, Michigan State. And this is our first uh, time in years that they're both in the top 10 battling yeah. one another. Next, we have number nine. Iowa faces a uh, tough task. They're going on the road to face Wisconsin. You know, we're just talking about a really, really yeah. great team. That should be a good game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Miami looks uh, for their second straight upset against number 17, uh, Pittsburgh. And so we'll see. Let, their pit is doing amazing. <laughs> yeah. Like it's. So we'll see if Miami can do the same thing twice in a row, mm-hmm. taking on an opponent not many expecting to win uh, for, for Miami, but we'll see. And then another, you know, a hometown, a hometown love. Uh, number one, Georgia meets Florida in Jacksonville um, in a potential upset potential game. Potential upset game. Yeah. Florida has kind of had an up and down roller coaster mm-hmm. season. Um, and those games always highly contested, very competitive. So we'll see, we'll see what the outcome is. Then we have an interesting SEC battle with number 10 Ole Miss visiting number 18 Auburn. Um, and then the Saturday night game features number 20 Penn State and my visiting Ohio State Buckeyes. Ranked well, Ohio State's five. actually, they'll be at home in the in the, in the the horseshoe. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, interesting for Penn State there. We'll see uh, what kind of turn their season takes, losing last week in a tough emotional game to Illinois, as we've talked about. Mm-hmm. And they've kind of been... Uh, up and down. Their coach, head coach James Franklin, uh, some rumors swirling that he may be eyeing the USC job that opened okay. out in California. Mm-hmm. Uh, and ever since those rumors have kind of started, they've not played as well. Yeah, I mean, but when you think about it, think, you know, you're you're giving and you're playing and all this and like your coach and then you hear that he might leave. And then it's kind of like, I mean, not saying that, yeah. you know, that's what's happening, no. but it's like, I mean, the, those guys a, are probably taking it hard. Definitely like could be a distraction in yeah. the locker room. Yeah, mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah. But you know, that should be a great game. I mean, I can't say that I'm rooting for them because I am not hardcore no. not rooting for them. No. Um, but, yeah, but it will <laughs> definitely be a good game. Definitely looking forward to this weekend with all of these great matchups. And it's always uh, a fun atmosphere in in, in Columbus mm-hmm. uh, where the Buckeyes play, especially in a top top 25 matchup in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. So, so moving a little closer to our area in Polk County uh, for Southeastern after their upset win over number 6 Kaiser last week. Southeastern followed it up with a 34-6 win over Warner at homecoming. I actually got a chance to go back for homecoming. Oh, how so was, was that? Was it that was great. Yeah. yeah. Always good to see some uh, some familiar faces uh, at Southeastern. Uh, good to be home. But, yeah, the fire, they leaned on the rushing attack once again, totaling 301 rushing yards on 51 carries with two touchdowns. Uh, they have a Friday night game this week as they play number 23, St. Thomas, in Miami Gardens at 6 p.m. And then kind of, you know, a little recap of what we just said. But uh, Warner fell to 3-5 and five on the season with their loss to SEU. Um, their score came to a 38-yard pass from Andre Tommy to Evans Belcourt. Um, they'll try and rebound this week against number 13 Kaiser in West Palm Beach. So, wow, with that loss to SEU, they kind of fell from 6-13. to 13. Yeah. Kaiser did. Yeah, yeah. Kaiser uh, moving down in the rankings and kind of going back to Southeastern. In the years past, they've kind of been known as a uh, pass first offense. Okay. Uh, their senior quarterback, Cooper Jones, is near the top in all the passing categories for uh, career at Southeastern. So it's kind of interesting to see change at head coach. 
in uh, to coach Caesar Rivas at mm-hmm. Southeastern, uh, kind of kind of see the difference in mentality there uh, um, at Victory Field, you know where they where they play. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then moving to your alma mater, yes, Weber. So, so Weber is still looking for its first win of the season after losing to number thirteen Kaiser twenty eight to seven. Um, they are going to return home this week to face number nineteen Faulkner. Um, on Saturday at 1.30 um, at our new, or at our, <laughs> at their new. No, it's yours. <laughs> you can say it's yours. They're their new, their newer uh, turf facility out there. So. It looks great. Yeah. I was there last, last season uh, covering a, a basketball game, and that's a great facility mm-hmm. to have out there, right outside the gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's perfect because, you know, it's right in the center of campus, so you can get all those people out, um, fans and students cheering you on. So that's awesome. So we'll move down to uh, for some high school scores here. Just a little bit to go before break. Auburndale won a district title on Friday night after their 37-23 win over. I never know how to say this. <laughs> oh, Galley? Sure. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> The Bloodhounds are 8-0. They never trailed as they forced two turnovers, ran in three touchdowns, courtesy of Zach Tanner, uh, Gerard Johnson, and Jeremiah Austin. Auburndale's regular season finale is this Friday, or next Friday. They have a, they have a bye this week mm-hmm. against Lake Gibson. Ooh, that should be a good matchup. Yeah, Lake Gibson, Lake always, Gibson team. always plenty of talent there. And then uh, moving over to the other side of the uh, county, Haines City took care of Tenorock 30-6 to um, after Isaiah Bird set the tone early with an 80-yard kickoff return for a touchdown. Um, the Hornets later scored on a 23-yard fumble return from Kim Yu. Would we say that's the – yes. I trust Kim you. Francis. Um, Haines City travels to Lake Region this Friday. So that would be another great matchup over there um, at Lake Region. And then checking in on Lake Gibson – uh, they beat Kathleen 42-6 to with Jaden Glover's two first-half touchdown runs, kick-starting the Braves to their fourth one in a row. So we'll see how that matchup plays out with Auburndale. Yes, definitely. And then next we have Lake, uh, the Lakeman Christian Vikings staying unbeaten on the season with their 38-13 to win over Calvary Christian. Um, at 8-0, the, Vi- uh, the Vikings host South Sumter this Friday at 7.30. Then if we want to go back, back to that side of the county, Lake Wales – um, they edged out Palm Heritage 37 to 30. Palm Heritage couldn't pull off their 17 point comeback attempt despite recovering an out- onside kick in their final three minutes. Um, the game featured two top backs in Siban and Turner. Um, Siban scored first on a 10 yard run to finish 75 yard drive and added two point conversion. Turner answered with a 70 yard run. And now Lake Wales will travel to Gateway in Kissimmee this Friday at 7 p.m. Great. So there's our football recap from the weekend. When we come back, we will hear a clip of our Polk Experience podcast, and we'll introduce that when we return. Sports Central, Talk Radio, 96.7. This segment is brought to you by Harry's Seafood. Let's go back into the studio with Mark and Jenna. Sports Talk Radio, 96.7 WLKF. Let me tell you what, Ryan Buckley may not be here, but the mood has not changed. No. We still have plenty of air instruments in here, rocking and rolling. You know, that's so funny that you say that because I didn't even realize that I was doing air drums until you said, like, we still have air, you know, instruments going. And I'm like, who? Oh, and I saw in the I, corner like, of my eye. I was like, she is locked in the zone right and now. And then I realized, I'm like, oh my gosh, that was me. I was doing that. Was that, you. Just that was you. Yeah. Hmm. Flawlessly, if I might add. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Uh, so we have a podcast clip here from our Polk Experience podcast. Jack and Kevin back at the office always do a fantastic job uh, getting guests and talking to different uh, people around the county about what they do and uh, different events they have coming on. This clip, Kevin and Jack talk to Tony Camarillo of the RP Funding Center 
about the importance of basketball for Central Florida. It was it was one of those things where we we competed to get them to come here. We thought we were a great fit for them. We were in the middle of planning for our renovation, and when we uh, were able to nail that relationship down, we did a little bit of a 180 on our on our renovation. And we said, let's get take care of a few things that we promised them in our and as we as we committed to bring them here, and we did, and we were able to to make some modifications to the arena that to make it uh, upgrade it to a, a, a top-notch venue. And, you know, that benefits not only them, it benefits anything else that takes place in that venue is, and that arena is, is upgraded. Well, and especially basketball. So Lakeland has a history of being sort of the basketball center of the state. So tell Absolutely. us a little. Yeah, we hosted, we've hosted the, the, the FHSA, the Florida High School Basketball Association, uh, the um, uh, boys and girls, uh, state championships for many, many years. I think there was a short time they left, but they came back because this is the place for them as well. Because we're centrally located, it just it's a great fit for them. And, it, and um, to, to tie in the, the renovations and, the, and the, um, the magic coming on board, one of the things that they really enjoyed about being here and sort of elevates the experience for the players, yeah. and they made that a priority. Yeah. They said they wanted to be, so they didn't want to be in a, in a high school gym. They wanted to be somewhere where they could, uh, the, the players can feel it's special. So with all the upgrades that we made, being on a court that's branded for the Lakeland Magic, um, it just really raises the bar. And the whole atmosphere with the digital boards and, and, and that uh, and, the, and the courtside seating, it really just elevates the experience. And I think that, that that's important to them. That was important to the, to, to the folks that put the event on, the high yeah. school association. Yeah. So. Yeah. We're, um, and you can see it on the kids when you come out here to, oh, yeah. to one of the basketball games. They are yeah. jazz. This oh, is yeah. the nicest court they've ever stepped foot on, sure. may ever step foot on. Absolutely. For, for most of them, yeah. you know, and, uh, and, and they just light up. This is uh, a special time for them. Great stuff. Always great to hear more about what's going on in the area, especially this building right down the street from us, where we are right now, RP Funding Center. Uh, yeah. Always plenty of events going on, especially now with the magic coming back. And uh, just over a week, November fifth, I believe, is their first game. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah. So November fifth, like uh, like you're saying, um, that next Friday at seven p.m. is their opening night. They will take on the Texas Legends, um, and all fans will receive a championship shirt. Um, so you know, we'll say champions, uh, Lakeland Magic with the year, NBA G League. Yeah. So you know, and what's really really cool is that they have pretty much every game is something like interactive or something you know, that the fans get to take home from that game, you know. So the next night, um, this, or sorry, next Saturday is the championship ce celebration. So they're going to they're gonna unveil the banner and all that. And the first 1,000 fans receive a replica banner. So, wow. you know, you get to go home with that yeah. banner that replicates, you know, what the Magic actually has hanging up yeah, in, cool. in their facility over at the RP Funding Center. So that's just like a little bit about how important basketball is and, um, you know, and it's kind of bled from Lakeland into Winter Haven with, you know, them using the, um, Advent Fieldhouse, sorry, the Advent Health Fieldhouse. Yeah, I get over, that correct. Yeah. Can't mess that yeah, up. Yeah, Raylan, Raylan would not be having me. <laughs> um, but the Fieldhouse over in Winter Haven, because that's their practice facility. Yeah. So it's kind of, you know, bleeding all over and just like a, a huge, huge part. And like they were saying in that podcast, when they have the FHSAA um, state championships, I've been and those. It's 24 7 basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, the, and they're so right that those kids get out on that, on that, um, you know, that that stage they set the scene and all yeah. the stuff on that court 
And it's, you know, they feel they feel like one of these NBA players, one of these yeah. G League players. And just using you know, their locker rooms. Yeah, yeah, they get to use the locker rooms. They have the court and then the seating all around. And like, you know, everyone's looking like at it's you, a great and atmosphere, it's, too, because mm-hmm. you get especially some of these smaller schools when they come and bring their fans. My high school, our, my graduating class had like 50 Bradenton Christian School. And they've gone to the Final Four a couple times, and whenever they go, they they make sure their presence is felt. It is a cool experience. Yeah. Yes, and so I was there, not not the last win of Bartow, but the year prior. Um, and, you know, obviously Polk County, it's here. So it was jam-packed. It was like being at a, you know, a Lakeland Magic game or even an Orlando Magic game. Yeah. It was that people are cheering, chanting, and you could just tell that it it's a whole different game when it's there and played by these young athletes. And they... They, you know, they, it means so much more to them. Right. Um, and I think that's awesome. And I definitely think that basketball is something that is so important to the county um, has, and has really pushed us and brought us to these, you know, next steps like the FHSA state championship right. and having the Lakeland Magic right next yeah. door. Yeah. And the Magic always do a great job of these promotional nights um, year in and year out, day in and day out, really game in, game out. Uh, they always have something uh, that attracts the fans. And it'll be interesting to see. Uh, the turnout this season after not having to watch the Magic mm-hmm. uh, in the later parts of last season due to COVID, obviously, um, the turnout. We'll see how you know how uh, how packed the stadium is. Um, I'm looking, looking forward to these first two nights. Mm-hmm. Uh, Magic back at RP Funding Center in front of their home fans after winning the title last season. Um, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, definitely. And like I, um, Ryan and I, we actually went to one of the Lakeland Magic's kind of uh, like. Meet the player type. Uh, you can take a picture. Meet with their the trophy. new coach, right? Yeah, meet the new coach, yeah. and just the amount of fans that were there, just talking about how they're so ready for the season, how they're ready for it to be back in RP, and how they're ready, you know, to kick off and have another great year and go after another championship. So they're definitely going to have a packed packed place over there, and they're going to have tons of fans that support them, and which is great. And that's you know that's what they need. You know, so yeah. And going back to the FHSA finals uh, for both the men's and the boys and girls basketball, high school mm-hmm. basketball, it's always a great opportunity for those schools too to come uh, to Lakeland, to come to Polk County and check out the area. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because it stretches all the way up to Tallahassee, schools in Tallahassee, all the way down to Miami, the Fort Lauderdale area. Uh, so really bringing schools and and kids and families from across the state uh, to our county, our city, so they can uh, check out all the great things that we have here. Yeah, definitely. You know, I never actually like looked at it in that type of way. Um, but no, that uh, that is awesome, you know, just to kind of share what our county has to offer with other people and, you know, keep them coming back, whether that's for basketball or just, you know, they're like, hey, you know, I like that one restaurant. Let's drive down. Or, yeah. I mean, obviously, if you're not from Tallahassee, I don't think people would do that. <laughs> but, you know, like, I think, you know, it's it's all around great. And the great job that Raylan on our staff has done over, um, you know, between all of our indoor facilities and, you know, keeping them going and filled and you know yeah it's it's great to see and it's great to see that sports are coming back and people want to be back here and people you know want to want to enjoy our facilities and our cities and our towns as much as we do um so you know it all you know kind of comes back around it's a really really great thing that you know we have going on here yeah yeah so always um basketball one of my favorite sports is a sport i you know grew up in my dad played my brother played um so always great to when that when this season comes around when obviously the pros are already already playing, we'll talk about that in the next segment. Uh, but then college basketball is starting. Uh, Southeastern, the women's have already played. Oh, really? Um, they've already played a couple games. The men are getting in gear. Uh, and then obviously high school basketball, we'll be able to talk about that in the coming weeks. Um, it's always a great season. So yeah, like I said, when we come back, 
we will talk. We will give a national sports update. The World Series going on. Give an update on our Florida NFL teams. Uh, give an update on the Magic, the Heat. Here on Sports Central Talk Radio, ninety six point seven. This segment is brought to you by the Ledger. Now back to the studio, Sports Central. Mark and Jenna on WLKF ninety six point seven. Thank you very much, Johnny, Jenna. We're rolling on. We are. We are rolling, rolling on. Rolling right into uh, our pro sports update. Let's start with uh, some World Series action, some Major League Baseball. Uh, the first two games of the World Series are now over. The Houston Astros and the Atlanta Braves are tied at one apiece as the series moves to Atlanta for Game 3 tomorrow. Uh, looking at the scores for the first two games, Atlanta, both scores kind of lopsided. Uh, surprisingly, for the first two games of the World Series, Atlanta winning six to two in the first game. And did you see the injury that happened to the starting pitcher for the Braves? I did not. Apparently, he broke his leg. Yeah, I heard. He and broke he- his leg in the in uh, the second inning. Came back out for inning number three and was throwing over at least 96, 97 miles an hour mm-hmm. off his like plant leg, off his push leg that he uses to uh, you know on the mound, off the rubber and. Eventually, you know, he got an out. He recorded an out with a broken leg in the World Series. Did they say how he broke it? Like did... it must. It's some sometime in the second inning. I think is okay. what they said. Maybe like a stress um, fracture. I could. Or I could something. be wrong, but but yeah, it was amazing to 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 hear that he came back out in the third inning and was and was throwing gas. Yeah. Oh, he took a uh, line right of the leg. Okay. okay. Yeah, that would do it. That yeah, would do that it. That would sense. that might blow my leg right off no. my body. Which is, <laughs> which is crazy because like I broke my wrist and I was like. Oh, I don't touch me. I can't don't do anything. And he's like, I broke my leg, but it's okay. I'm going to just keep going. Yeah, it's amazing. D- different. It's like a different breed. Different breed. I'm not uh, a pro athlete. And I'm not a pro athlete. <laughs> and I can think that shows. Like, just that right there shows why we're not. Wow. What are you saying, Jenna? Yeah, well, nothing. All right. All right. Yeah, uh-huh. Moving right along. <laughs> um, so then game two, another lopsided score, 7-2. to Houston taking that one. Um, so, yeah, Houston able to bounce back, able to – Salvage, um, kind of the series. Now it's a best of five, essentially. Um, they came out with the seven to two win. Jose Altuve with the home run uh, and a double, kind of leading the way offensively for Houston. Uh, looking ahead to Game Three tomorrow night at eight oh nine p.m. Uh, it'll be uh, Brett Anderson, I believe, and Lourdes Garcia. I think is starting pitcher for the Astros. Hmm. Uh, don't quote me on that. I wonder if people are still like upset, like the Astros are still so good after like cheating, you know? Uh, it probably is a sore subject. Yeah. Like I think they're it, back again. Yeah, like, especially it's kind of fishy. Have you seen their batting average differences between home and away games? No, I haven't. it is. Is it fishy? Uh, like it they're is, doing it again? It is astronomical. Like they're, I mean, they're doing it again. If you're not cheating, you're not trying to win, but. <laughs> That's not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> I love your, I love the, I love the, you know, your game plan, your motto for them. Yeah. You know, like, you know, if you're not cheating, you're not trying hard enough. They are definitely trying to win, and, oh. and they're doing a great job at it. Yes. I'm not saying they are cheating. I have no proof. I have, yeah. I've barely watched an Astros game, but their difference in batting averages uh, in their home games compared to their away games is at least 50 points. That's crazy. Well, someone um, might have to look into that. We might have just opened a can of worms for them. They, they might come for us here at Sports oh Central. Oh, boy. Oh, Talk wait, to wait. Ryan Buckley. <laughs> 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 that was so funny. <laughs> Thank you. I broke Jenna. I broke Jenna. <laughs> yeah, broke Jenna. Yeah. Um, but let's, let's switch, switch sports here. Go over to the NBA. I think you have an update for us there, Jenna. 
Yes, yeah, so uh, looking at the last game for the Orlando Magic, unfortunately it was a loss, um, 120-111. to 111. They uh, lost to the Hornets out of Charlotte, who actually are doing very, very good this year. You know, the Celtics came through and beat them. You know, that was a very, very good game. But, you know, that's not who we're talking about. No hard feelings. Yeah, no hard feelings. Um, but taking a look at this game, so Cole Anthony um, led Orlando with 24 points and 6 assists. Wendell um, Carter Jr. added 20 points and 10 rebounds for the Magic who actually committed eight turnovers in just the fourth quarter alone. Wow. Um, yeah, leading after leading for most of the game. Um, so then we take a look. Jalen McDaniels came off of the bench to score 16 points, hitting a three-pointer to put um, Charlotte ahead for the keeps um, with 8-18 left. And then Lamelo Ball followed very quickly with another three-pointer. Um, and then Bridges returned to the court to help them stay ahead. Um, kind of mm-hmm. talking to the coach, I think kind of You were talking to the coach? no. See, oh I knew that's what it would kind of sound like. But no, I did not talk to him. Wow. But is that they, they that he only saw one good defensive quarter out of them, and that was in the uh, the last uh, the fourth quarter. Yeah, and it shows in the breakdown they outscored the Ma- Hornets outscored the Magic twenty nine to eighteen in that final uh, quarter. Mm-hmm. Truly a difference maker in that in that game. Yeah. So you know the the coach is kind of looking at it as you know we instead of having one good defensive quarter we need all four. Yeah. yeah obviously. Obviously. Someone, some, somewhere something's not clicking. But it's uh, early in the season. Yeah, it Plenty is very, of time very to work early. Very, very early left into so, the yeah, season. Now the Magic, they fell to 1-4 in the season. Um, definitely not where they want to be, but they're a young team. I'm sure it will take time for them to mesh together well and kind of figure out uh, how they want to play. And especially coming off of that clean, that, you know, they pretty much cleaned house mm. after last season. Yeah. So it's a whole new team. They'll, yeah. they'll find their way, definitely. Uh, and looking at the Heat, the, our other uh, pro basketball team here in the state of Florida. They moved to 3-1 on the season after their 106-93 uh, defeat against, or win against the Nets. Uh, so he always always a tough team uh, to kind of gauge. They always seem to turn out in the playoffs, um, but clearly off to a good start this season at 3-1. and one. Yeah, so Bam a date. Uh, Adebayo, Bam Adebayo. Perfect. I gotcha. There we go. <laughs> Uh, he had 24 points and nine rebounds to lead the Miami Heat in that victory over the Brooklyn Nets. Um, yesterday, Jimmy Butler added 17 points for Miami. Uh, P.J. Tucker finished with 15, and Tyler Harrow and Dwayne Deb- Debmon contributed 14. And actually, I just saw a fact about Tyler Harrow is that uh, he's, he's scored 84 points um, off of the bench in the last, well, co- or for combining the last four games, and that's like the most... Um, off of a reserve player for the in Heat history. Wow, yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, definitely a huge uh, plus if you're able to have that kind of offensive contribution coming off the bench. Yeah, and definitely being so young and just the name he made for himself in the finals. Um, yeah. He, you know, he definitely came out of the woodworks and played a, played an amazing came game. Out of the woodworks. Yeah. No, shot, no shots fired at Tyler Hero, but he came out of the woodworks. No, no but like, you know what I mean? Like, he like came, like, he wasn't starting, oh, and then you. he yeah, just yeah. like. He he was pretty much not a household name. Yeah, and not then a whole all of sudden... lot of expectations for him coming out of Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely more known as a parameter shooter, but definitely kind of said, has developed and rounded into a, uh, a well-rounded player. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Some like you know he became a very very household name yeah. in my opinion. So. Yeah, definitely. So up next for Tyler Hero and the Miami Heat, they will take on your Charlotte Hornets uh, on Saturday at 7:30 p.m. And then for the Magic, they will travel to Toronto to take on the Raptors. Um, so then no segue for that, but we're switching sports. <laughs> <laughs> we are switching sports over. Let's check out, uh, check in on our Buccaneers, the Dolphins, 
and then our Jaguars. So why do you see. say Jaguars? So like, and the Jags. Hey, they just got their first one of the season. They coming did. off a of bye week, I think, last week. Uh-huh. Um, so we'll see if they are able to continue their momentum. Uh, for the Bucks this past weekend, they won 38-3 over the Chicago Bears. Uh, another amazing day for Tom Brady. Tops 600 career touchdown passes uh, did in that you, game. Did you see all the stuff with the ball yeah. and what the – or what the fan won. He won like two, one or two season tickets for the rest of the season, um, $1,000 in the Tampa Bay store. Um, I think that season signed, tickets, is that what you said, season tickets? Yeah, yeah, yeah. for the rest of the season. Yeah. Um, they were working on a signed jersey for mm. him, and I think there was one more one more thing. But then you think about it, like why didn't he just, wonder why he just didn't give it back, you know? Like why, why did there have to be like a, well, well I'm only going to give it back if you do the X, Y, and Z. You may be shocked by this. But people want stuff. I know. <laughs> I guess if I was in that, I'd be like a million dollars. Yeah. Yeah, right? At <laughs> least. At least. <laughs> At least. Um, let's see. I believe the Dolphins. The Dolphins, yeah. Oh, heartbreaking loss for the Dolphins. Lost on a game-winning field goal by the Atlanta Falcons, 30-28. to um, So we'll see if they were able to back, bounce back this week. Or that one and six on the season. Um, mm. So they'll need to turn it around in a hurry if they're able to um, – you know, make a playoff run here towards the end of the season. Um, but I believe that might be all the time we have for this third segment, talking about pro sports. Always a pleasure walking through uh, what happened last week. Uh, when we come back, we will talk more about our college sports in the area and give a local event update here on Sports Central Talk Radio 96.7. Final segment of a Sports Central on this uh, Thursday evening. Brought to you by Cleveland Heights, a golf course. Yes, let's go out and play some golf after, guys. Here's Mark and Jenna. Talk Radio 96.7. Sorry to cut you off there, Johnny, but it's great, great weather today to play some golf. Um, just kidding. Jenna, we were out there all day. It was a wet one. It was, it was, it was very, a wet one. very wet. But I'm, is, I'm glad it wasn't as, you know, as much as I think everyone was thinking. I mean, at that time, so far, maybe. So, so far, far yeah. yeah. So far, so good. Um yeah, we were out at Holloway uh, mm-hmm. preparing uh, the course in the park for the AAC Cross Country Championships. Very excited to have that in the county. Uh, the first time, right? That that'll be that event will be mm-hmm. at Holloway. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, super excited. Like like you said, we've been setting up for the past couple of days and just getting ready for that. And um, it's going to be a great, great event um, that's going to kick off tomorrow. Then followed yeah. by our. Uh, our uh, middle school states meet that yeah. you know, is two days is going to take off. So Holloway Park is definitely going to be a pop in place yeah. uh, for the next couple of days. Not to skip <laughs> too far ahead, though. Yeah. We we, we kind of jumped over our college update uh, going to some events this weekend. But uh, coming back to Southeastern University and their volleyball program, they've kind of had a bounce back season. Uh, Southeastern University volleyball freshman Alexandra Apostle Thwaite was named Sun Conference Center of the Week after racking up 83 assists in two games last week. Uh, This is the fourth time she has won the award, giving Southeastern two freshmen who have earned Conference Player of the Week honors um, for the fourth time. I think it was her and then Sandy Cow who have won Player of the Weeks uh, four times this season, which is really really amazing. Uh, Last season, kind of a down year for Southeastern uh, for their volleyball program. Didn't live up to the expectations they uh, might have hoped for. Uh, but definitely encouraging to see their young talent that they uh, brought in playing well early and often for them. Yeah, and you know Southeastern's always a powerhouse in 
in every sport. So, you know, I'm I'm very, very happy for them and glad that they're getting recognized. It sounds like it. It sounds no, like no, it. No, uh, no, 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 100% I am. Because, Coming from you know, the, Weber, the Weber alumna. Yeah, no, but I'm, I'm very humble about that. <laughs> but, you know, they, they deserve it. You know, they have a, you know, a great coaching staff over there, um, and they obviously have some great recruiting, and, you know, they're, they're awesome. So shout out to um, the volleyball team over at Southeastern, and, you know, I hope they get many, many more players of the weeks. Um, taking a look over at um, Weber's men's beach volleyball team, uh, we kind of touched base on it last week, <clears throat> kind of leading you into the um, men's beach volleyball team um, going over to Clearwater Beach to take place in the Big Shot East and championships over there. Um, so Weber was represented by three pairs in the open division and two pairings in the double A division. Graduate student Chris Ludwig and freshman Gunter Pereira Covedo um, led the efforts by going through the preliminary rounds without dropping a match in the winner's bracket. Initially ranked 16th going into that event, they upset the top-seeded team in the tournament um, to go into the semifinals after a full day of play on that Saturday. Um, the pairing secured mm. their place in the finals on Sunday, but their efforts were cut short by the second-seed team in the event after a grueling two-day effort. So they came in second, but clearly, you know, they they worked their way up to that yeah. to that championship match um, and definitely left it left it all out there. So. Great, great job. Yeah, remember, for they've those got guys. a beautiful setup for their beach volleyball, right? Right there on the lake, I believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's right there on the lake. When I first got there, it was, I believe, like just one, um, one court. Um, now they've extended it to three, and they play right, right, right off of um, the, right, like you were saying, right on the, uh, the, what am I thinking of? The coast, not the coastline. The lake? The, yes, but like on the shoreline. The shoreline, there you yes, go. Yes, the shoreline. We got so, there. Yeah. Slowly but surely. But yeah, so it's a great setup out there. So congratulations to those men um, beach volleyball team players out there over at Weber. Yeah. And then uh, Weber's rival, Warner, uh, their men's soccer team extended their win streak to four over the weekend with their 6-1 to one win over Ave Maria, uh, Sun Conference rival Edwater. Well, excuse me. <laughs> uh, Eduardo Da Silva and Devin Ingley led the Warriors with two goals apiece. Their next game is on Saturday when they visit Eastern Florida State College. And then for Polk State, um, this time of year is always great. It's postseason. Mm-hmm. So Polk State is now in their postseason um, for JUCO. So they're actually, the first game is tonight against Daytona State College at Eastern Florida. That's at 7. So shortly after we get um, off the air here, they're going to be playing some postseason soccer. Uh, great season for Polk State so far. Uh, led by Raya Lugo. I believe she has uh, doubled the amount of goals compared to games she's played in. Mm-hmm. So a great season out of her. We'll, we're looking forward to see how they do in the postseason. Yeah, and Daytona State College is no joke. They're, they're definitely a great team, so it's going to be a really great matchup and game out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then taking a little look over at Florida Southern's water ski team, they placed third in the 2021 Division One. Um, I have no idea. What is that? Syndicate? Syndicate. Syndicate, Syndicate Collegiate Nationals. Collegiate Nationals yep. over the weekend. Yep. Yeah. The combined team results had the Mox place third with 10, 415 total points. Just ahead of fourth place, University of Louisiana Monroe and Rollins in fifth. The University of Louisiana Lafayette finished first with the University of Alabama second. Third place at the 2021 Nationals marks the best finish for the Mox since the 2016 NCWSA Nationals. The team scores um, come from a result of scoring from both sl- sorry, slalom, not from both. There's multiple slalom, the trick, and the jump categories. And we actually had an intern um, who was on the Mox team. Really? And she also she also competed um, professionally. Wow! And she um, her I believe her best one she said was slalom. Slalom. But have you ever seen them actually slalom ski? I'm not very familiar. 
So it's so it's pretty much they're behind a boat, and on the left and right there's buoys, and your job is to pretty much slalom ski like downhill skiing through these buoys. But they're going so incredibly fast. I have no idea how how they do it. No idea how I they do it. Do it. And then the jumps, they pretty much jump and then they lean over, kind of like the skiing that you see in the Olympics. Wow. I feel like you're not taking me seriously, but this is crazy. No, I, I'm, I'm in it with right? you. I'm there. <laughs> I'm in it with you. I can you. feel the water splashing against my face uh-huh. as we speak. No, that's just me spitting. Sorry. Oof. That's tough. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's but, tough. But that's a great finish for the mocks, especially, you know, having it their best one since 2016. So congratulations. And of course, water ski, a big component of the area. Our world's mm-hmm. water ski uh, national happening uh, next year. So looking forward to that. Just under a minute to go. Let's get through uh, just a few of our upcoming events that we have going on this weekend. So first, we're going to take a look at that uh, Lakeland Table Tennis Fall Classic Open that will happen um, this weekend at the Simpson Community Center in Lakeland. So then on October 30th, we have Florida Elite Cheerleading. That's an event at the RP Funding Center. Um, They've always had a great, great showing there. So Mm -hmm. uh, looking forward for that over at RP Funding. Then over at the Advent Health Fieldhouse in Winter Haven, we have the 2021 Spirit Gymnastics Meet. Um, that's another one that Raylan has brought in. You know, she loves her gymnastics, so it's great to have them back. Absolutely. And then looking ahead in the next couple of weeks, the Mid-Florida Football Super Bowl happening at Bryant Stadium, November 13th and the 14th. They'll have uh, Super Bowls for both Division One and Two. Um, so looking forward to that. Uh, that is all the time we have on Sports Central Talk Radio 96.7. For Jenna, I'm Mark. For MIA Buckley, have a great <laughs> night.